The machine is ever turning, ever hungry. How do you avoid being eaten? How do you avoid drifting into becoming another cog? Can you escape the machine? Should you try or is it impossible? Pondering these questions and more, I dimension the machine. This is a uh, random Sunday episode. Not really random because we haven't recorded in a little while, but we've been busy. We had some technical diff. No, not technical. We've got some scheduling issues. Yeah, uh, they weren't really scheduling issues. I was out of the I was out of the state for two weeks, and Joel's been busy being Joel. So. Yeah, I had to do some errands and stuff, and then the one day we we're gonna record, there's too much construction next door, so we pushed back a week. Mm -hmm. I forgot to take my friend to a doctor's appointment the following day. And today, Joel will happen to be over here to help me run some cable to get some better Wi-Fi in the garage. Yeah, so now your garage has beautiful Wi-Fi. Yeah, now my garage is drinking from the wire, for the fire hose. The wire hose, drinking from the wire hose. The wire hose, I like there that. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Branding TM. Uh, so, Joel, I got a funny story to tell you. Oh. So, uh, you know how there was the active shooter thing this week. Yes. The day before... I've been doing uh, the the workouts from Tim Kennedy's app, the Four Pillars, right? Yes. And the one the one workout, one one part of it, they want you to do like a ten minute incline walk on a treadmill. I don't have a treadmill, but Garfield's right there, and there's a lot of hills there. So I'm like, I'm just gonna take a ten minute walk up through Garfield. So I'm doing that, and I'm, as I'm leaving, I hear a helicopter flying around, that like the opposite direction. Apache? No. No, it's just like a news cop. Okay. Like, but because of the hospitals, you hear helicopters all the time, but they're normally not circling. That usually means a news event. So I tell Mara, there's a helicopter flying around. She hops on the police scanner. So I'm walking through Garfield or whatever. And I'm like, you know, looking at the names of the streets as I'm walking. And like, I'm like, huh, you know, like, this is where that street was. Because I heard these street names when I was a kid, but I never really walked through Garfield because it was gang territory. <clears throat> so Mara finally texted me. She said, hey, they say there's a, uh, a mental health issue and the police are involved on, uh, what you call it, not, not Rosen, I guess it was Rosencrantz Street? Rosetta Street, Rosetta Street. And that had been just the name of the street I looked at, so I took a picture of the street sign, I said, you mean this one? <laughs> <laughs> I sent it to Mara. She calls me, fucking pissed off. She's like, you, you're so stupid, what the hell are you doing up there? Blah, 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 <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm on my way back down, there's nothing going on when I was up there. But, and so she just had to laugh, it was just fucking hilarious. She's like, there's a mental health issue and the police are involved, and it's like, at this street? Like, <laughs> I love when I can do that to people. It was beautiful, because halfway through her being mad, she had no choice but to start laughing at the <laughs> fucking ridiculousness of it. It's like, I, of all the fucking days that happened to be up there. Mm -hmm. But what really happened that day was, the reason the police helicopter was there is, there was an issue up on uh, Rosetta Street. Some guy had uh, stolen a dump truck, and he, he went on like a car ride with it, and he smashed into a bunch of cars down in Shadyside, and then he got out of the dump truck and escaped on foot. You never get out of the vehicle. You do if that vehicle is fucking not moving that many more. Well, yeah, but... He wasn't caught, so... Classic 80s, which drove me nuts. You got the woman running. She jumps in the car. She starts driving. And for no reason, she stops the car and jumps out and runs in the woods. And the guy catches her like 20, 20 steps later. Yeah, yeah. It always drove me nuts. There's nothing wrong with this vehicle. <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes. You ever hear that one? <coughs> Two, two people are walking through the woods, two strangers, and like the guy's like, wow, these, they're walking through the woods, and the guy looks at the other guy, he's like, 
why? It's kind of these woods are really cre- creepy at night, aren't they? And the other guys like, uh, you think it's creepy? I gotta walk back by myself. What's <laughs> 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 oh, up, the joke? The the guy's driving down the street, picks up a hitchhiker, goes, oh. Yeah, the chance of picking up a hit, pick up a psycho, a social, um, serial killer. <laughs> yeah. You know, possibly a serial killer, pick up a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds of two serial killers being in a car at the same time? Kirsten and I just finished. We put, we been, we binged uh, Sherlock. Yeah. And oh my god, th- that show does hold up. But at the same time, I see so many parallels to our lives, like the whole our hobo, our hobo network of spies. <laughs> no, because we need that. We do need that. But I'm referring more to, like, not being, like, the, the regular society. It's like, how do you think like this? Why do you move so slow? Like, why do you not think about this? I do wonder. If we had a, what would we call our hobo network? Because it's like you've got the internet, which is, like, the high-speed network. What would you call that? It's not, like, it's got to be, like, a term like snail mail or something. Homeless net. Mm. No, no, you know what it is. You know how there's the, uh, that's the IP address for home? Mm-hmm. 127.0.0.1. You got to figure out how they named that, and then you got to find that the homeless version, like whatever the, the extra characters would be to make it homeless, your homeless network. Mm. And they could have a, like you can give them little badges. But yeah, that I forgot how important that homeless network was. Because <laughs> like, I've read the Sherlock books like, years ago. Like when Sherlock first came out, I was so obsessed. I was getting it like five hours after it like showed up on in yeah. London. Yeah, yeah. And then Me like, too. and then everyone else was like, oh, the Sherlock show. I'm like, yeah, you guys are like three seasons behind. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about the uh, like the the well the like the books when that show. I don't I don't think there were that many books. No, no, there's no, like, it's it's short stories. Yeah, it's not it's like the, three three store three books really. Yeah, but it's like. I forget how many hours it was because I actually bought the thing on, on. Um, I read them. I, I have it. It's like it's one paperback book. Well, the thing is, be more than that because the guy killed him off at Robinbar Falls, and everyone's like, "No, no, no! You can't do that! Yeah. Like, you cannot just end this!" Yeah. And I love how people thought that Sherlock was real. Like, people thought he was a real person. People are crazy. That's why. But um, yeah, it, it's. It blows my mind how, like, some of the stuff he did, and, like, I didn't know this, but they based a lot of the stuff off of actual cases. It wasn't like they made new stories. They just basically, like, cherry-picked. I do like how many things that, like, Sherlock has influenced up up through, like, even Batman. Like, one of my favorite Batman stories, it's a standalone comic book story, and it's Batman solving a murder case that is a... uh, there's like an active case in a, an apartment complex, right? Mm-hmm. And as Batman's going through the building, like tracking things, you see Batman's mind working like Sherlock. Like he mm-hmm. notices like rust on the pipes yeah. and the, the water and it goes into this building. He's like thinking, okay, that person's probably got a mold issue in their mm-hmm. house. And he's like fucking like making notes of all this stuff yeah. as he goes through it. It's just like 50, how his brain works. And 58 like hours world. for the complete Sherlock Holmes collection. Hmm. I'm probably going to give another listen now that I've watched Sherlock again. Yeah. But like the other thing I thought was funny was like how many guns are in London? It's like they don't have that many guns. They're just willy nilly available to the public. I think yeah, they're not willy nilly available to the public, but I think there's more guns than people want to think there are. But I'm saying like Sherlock just shooting his wall for no reason. Like everyone's just, like even like Mrs. Hutch. Uh, oh, what's her name? Hitchens or something like that. Uh, 
the woman who, who he rents from. The caretaker. Yeah, yeah, even she knows that he's a gun. I'm like, it's like that, that scene from Hot Fuzz. Everyone their mom is packing heat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun thing about America. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, it was it was so nice going back and watching again. And I told you this off air, but like, apparently the episodes I love, I remember verbatim. The mm-hmm. ones I wasn't a big fan of, my brain just like erased all the non-important stuff. Yeah, but I think you had the different experience than I did. Like, you liked the first and third episodes, because each season's three episodes. I liked the second episode, the best of each season. Mm. I feel like that one was the one where they put the, which is odd, because that's when they put the punch in there versus like the, uh, you know, everything's, the story's supposed to... Yeah hit the pinnacle I guess in the second episode which is why I liked yeah. it but. well the thing I love about the second the first episode of the third season was that everyone's speculating how did, how did he do it yeah that, that was funny as so. hell and like the beginning of the broke through the window on the one point yeah like. but the fourth season I just hated like it was just like this isn't even that much fun but like after I, I remember after reading the books and seeing the parallels between the second one that one was actually kind of fun like the fact of that, the, her, like basically, Sherlock kill almost kills himself just to get to where he needs to be. Yeah. It's like that's dedication. <laughs> yeah, those are good stories. That's mm-hmm. why they, I think, they hold up, and I think that character is an, an archetype that's like the detective character is always going to be around. Yeah. I wish they had different levels of like detective stuff like that, because like there's some stuff you're like, oh, I know exactly what it is, and stuff like. There's no way to figure this out. Yeah, but that one they actually like go back and they paint the picture of what yeah. happened, which is nice. But they said, um, I was reading, they were talking about how they can't make a they can't make a, a gritty Batman movie that's not one where he's just violently beating the hell out of criminals because they have to make a mystery that the public can solve. Or so they can't show like world's greatest detective because yeah. They've got to show the audience, which is which is why they need to have like Robin in there so bad. I can explain it yeah. the way they have. And that's what drives me nuts: is the whole of... like we've got to make it for the public. We can't just make stuff for the fans. Like my buddies, uh, we're playing this game called Remnant Two. It's a lot of puzzles in it, and like there's certain parts that he's really good at in the game. There's some parts I'm really good at in the game, but like playing on my own, like there's stuff I can't remember to figure out. And he's like, "Oh, just like this." This time's like, "Oh, we do this. Like, how do you figure that?" I'm like, "I don't know. I just know to do it." Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny because we keep talking. The past weekend, I'm like, video games have really made me paranoid. It's like, hey, there's some, there's a shiny. I'm gonna get murdered here. Wait, why? Why all of a sudden there's just all this ammo around? I'm like, oh, it's a boss fight. <laughs> <laughs> you beat the boss with the music change. So, oh shit! Thanks, Final Fantasy. <laughs> well, like, there's a there's a part in this game where like there's this there's this there's like five worlds, and each world has two outcomes. So like, you have to keep rerolling to get different stuff. So it gives you replayability. Well, there's a, there's these two there's this one puzzle you have to figure out. You got to get these two masks. There's a light side and a dark side, and each guy wants to kill the other guy. So you got to pick what side you're going to work for. Hmm. Each one gives a different loot, and it's like, well, which guy do I like? Which guy do I don't like? So we figured out what what, which, what I want the first time through, and we picked it. And then we're fighting the boss. I'm like, I really hate this guy. <laughs> like sometimes they wear your character so annoying. You're like, I I got to kill you faster now. You know what? I'm surprised because there's like. There's so much going on with like with the, like Warhammer world and things mm-hmm. like that, like old old like tabletop gaming that like they're they're building games and they're trying to make something like they should be those those should be MMOs already. Like yeah. they should be out there and they should just be keep updating them as often as they can. And then like 
one thing that one game that people played that I don't I don't ever hear about anymore, and I might be completely out of the loop is Mech Warrior. Whatever happened to Mech Warrior? Like that seems like that should be an easy thing it, based on like the Titanfall thing they already built. It I know they did a game a few years ago, but it does not have the popularity it should. Armored Core just came. A new Armored Core just came out, and it's available on PC. I found out. Hmm. So last night I was hanging out at university, and um, I went to check my phone, and there's an there's an advertisement Armored Core. And Carl Urban is like the guy doing the the monologue. I'm like, kind of gotta buy this game because Carl Urban. <laughs> I got a man crush on Carl Urban. Well, I'm not gonna lie. Yes, I do. <laughs> he's, but um, he's, I mean, he's one of those people where when you actually look at all the stuff he's been in, mm-hmm. you're like, I like that thing. It's like he's in no, fucking all of them. Like he's the bad guy in Red. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like he's Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. He was. Uh, He's obviously fucking Billy Butcher and the boys, yeah. which is fucking, he's great at that. Um, Almost Human, he was a cop in that. He was really good. Almost Human. It was a show on Fox that never made it past oh, yeah, the first yeah. season. I tried to watch the first season of that, and I couldn't get past like the second episode or something. It was one of those ones where it's like... The reason I liked it, it was a futuristic, it was like a futuristic crime show. Yeah. And like, they, like for example, the one episode, they had a murder, and they had a, 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 a DNA bomb that basically threw thousands of people's DNA into the room so they couldn't get a match on the thing. See, and that's why sci-fi gives people ideas of like how to commit crimes in mm-hmm. the future because it's like they're already there. It, uh, I was listening to, um, this is like a sidebar to the whole Carl Urban thing, but it just reminded me there's a, <clears throat> so Joe Rogan was talking to some guy about what the hell they were doing 6,000 years ago in Egypt because the one guy back in the 70s, he was deciphering all these Sumerian texts and everything. And he said that humans were genetically engineered from apes in order to help the Anunnaki mine gold, because gold was well, gold was plentiful here, but not on their home planet or whatever. And they needed the gold to sprinkle through their atmosphere to help block the rays of the sun, because their atmosphere was failing. And now you fast forward to like I think it was like 2018, 2019. Scientists are saying one of the things we should be doing to help keep our atmosphere and to block some of the harmful stuff from the sun. And then you start spraying stuff in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that. Spraying stuff in the atmosphere? Mm-hmm. Me neither. But, you know, my, my thing is like, look, I don't need the planet to hang on for another billion years. I need to hang on for like 50. I think we need more plants. Yeah, yeah. More plants. I think we need that. Um, less concrete. But it's weird because a lot of people are more more towards the idea of like, we should all live in cities and mm-hmm. like, all our stuff should be fucking delivered to us. Like, it's not healthy. So I forget what I was playing the other day, but I was thinking about like the show Max Headroom mm-hmm. and like all you see are cities. You never see like non-city. Mm-hmm. Everything is some kind of wasteland. Yeah. I'm like that's not sustainable. No. Not at all. Like I know that there's been th- there have been ideas where they take these buildings and turn them into farms and like in cities, mm-hmm. but like no one's gonna want to do that. Right. And that's that's where the the vegan idea of the world kind of falls apart. Is like because if you're if you're farming on that scale to make those many plants, like you're killing hundreds of thousands of animals just owning a farm because you gotta you gotta keep the mice away. Mm-hmm. You gotta, whatever, whenever you like plow the field and stuff, you're just running over whatever the hell's there. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a murder field. Like, well, everything like they're talking about how I think you sent me the clip. Like all this solar power stuff needs oil. Mm-hmm. Like all this alternative energy stuff requires oil to build this stuff, and it's it's not sustainable either. Yeah, you can't build this. You can't build solar. Why do I sound like I'm coming through your microphone? Hello? No, you're coming through yours. Yeah, I may come on down too, though. I'm a little over here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, 
Yeah, it's that's better, I think. Yeah, it's like, well, none of this stuff is able to build itself yet, so like you still need the, the you still need the the fossil fuels to build the product that they're saying is going to be the future product. Yeah. It's like, well, you should be able to do that in, a, in its own self-contained loop of its actual yeah. product of the future. The other thing I was thinking about too was like, you know, how they talk about how like AI is going to take over the world. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough computer power to make that happen. Yeah. Like there's a so apparently ChatGPT is having issues. Mm-hmm. They're losing money. And I just saw an article today saying that they went from 98% accuracy to doing like simple math and 2%. Hmm. And that there's also a video card shortage. So there's not enough horsepower to do this stuff. Yeah. Well, like AI can do, and I don't know if it's really AI, because it's basically using a model that's been created. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's like we're calling it AI because people want it, want it to be future. Yeah. But it's like... It's not really AI yet. I mean, I'm sure there probably is AI locked in some super cube computer, mm. like fucking seven stories under the ground, like that. But still, there's too much. You need site. too much horsepower to, to do any of that stuff. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Like that's why it's like the government's got to attach like a nuclear reactor that's fucking like yeah, running super calculations against it. Like, and then you got all the cooling. Like we just, it's unsustainable. Yeah. So like, the more I think about it, we got nothing to worry about except for other humans. I think the only thing people are really worried about is they're worried about it replacing their jobs. And the thing that it's really good at would be replacing, like, basic basic jobs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and as somebody pointed out, they're working in factories where the equipment they're dealing with hasn't been upgraded in 20 years. Mm-hmm. So it's like the factories are not spending the money to upgrade to no. AI robotics and stuff. It may be an Amazon place, but, like... Yeah. All the horror stories I've heard about working in an Amazon factory, like I wouldn't want to do that at all. Like I'd rather. Well, then you also have like the airports and like the like all the flight stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything's running off of old mainframes, mm-hmm. and they don't want to spend the money or the downtime. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to downtime. Like for example, we'll say a hypothetical company that sells products like Amazon, like a B two B version of it. They have a unit, let's say they have a unit of measure issue. Every, most, every, nobody has unit of measure down. Yeah. Unless you're a really small store. But once you get to a certain scale, you have unit to measure issues. And yeah. nobody wants to start over. No, and, and there's also the problem when you start over with that stuff, when you integrate that new stuff, you're losing the the reliability that you know. Mm-hmm. Like there is a, it's like a, the... The W you know compared to the W you don't know. Well, the the company I used to work for, they one of the comp, one of their clients was Westinghouse. Okay, Westinghouse is always going to be partially in business because, well, for now they're partially in business. But one of the reasons they've been able to stay in business, they own a lot of patents for components that go into nuclear reactors. Mm-hmm. There is no innovation going on in nuclear reactors because those components have stood the test of time for fifty some years. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be like, hey, let's try this new circuit in a nuclear reactor, and mm-hmm. be like. Oh, is the insurance going to fucking cover this when this thing fucking fails? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and as we know, new stuff all all the time nowadays just fails because yeah. it's, it's half-assed tested and half-assed built. It's just it's innovative to be innovative. Like, I sat through a town hall on Thursday and it totally killed my motivation. <laughs> like, it's a town hall. I heard, but I heard so many lies. I'm like, this guy's a great cheerleader, but I know he's just basically throwing crap. Mm-hmm. And it was just so demoralizing. I'm like. Why? Why do I feel like a like a truther in my own company? Of like, I know the truth. I know what's not working. Yeah. And like, for example, every company wants to offshore Indian people and use AI and automation. But if you can't tell the automation what to do, how do you get rid of it? Yeah. Like it's funny. I keep it keeps coming back to the same thing. 
I don't know how to, how, to, how to normalize this data. So how does the AI just look at the data and know what to do? Yeah. Yeah, there's got, that's the, the human factors not removed from it. So it's not truly AI, I think. Yeah, because like, it, you still, like even with the generative art, uh, AI generated art, it doesn't create anything new. It just blends shit together. Yeah, and even that, I think, like people are like, oh, I'm an artist, I'm worried about this. It's like, well, if anything, I think that would make the... The ease with which you can create AI art should make the actual artists that have the skill and the ability to do that themselves mm -hmm. more valuable. Well, I heard that one of the things you can do, you can build your own model based off your own art and then have it generate stuff off of that to give you ideas and stuff. Every, all this is a t or tools and nobody wants to use the tools. They just want to be scared and say, no, we don't want change. See, I, the, the, I think it's both sides though. I think like there's a corporate push for use for for the AI stuff because they think oh it's amazing it's going to replace all my employees it's going to save me all this time but they're not realizing that the employees are the ones that have to use the AI to make the AI better to blah 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 mm -hmm. and the ones that are saying that we shouldn't use the AI are the ones that have never used it to make themselves yeah. have it like to me it's like okay Photoshop right? mm -hmm. Should I not use Photoshop because it makes my job easier? Or should I literally take out a photo and an airbrush and fucking try to do mm -hmm. this thing the old school way? It's like, you know, should I use a car because it gets me to where I'm going faster? Or should I use a horse and buggy? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a tool, like you said. Yeah, it's like we were talking the other day. Like, I, I bought Amazon, I bought G Chat GPT Plus because it can connect to the web. And I've used it multiple times to say, hey, go on, go to Amazon and find me the best product for this and show me the pros and cons. Yeah. And it basically saved me time. Yeah. My mom, my parents are switching from Comcast to Verizon. My mom, my mom wanted to save her email. I'm like, well, how do I do that? And everyone wants fifty dollars for their program to do it. And it's like, this, I don't want to spend fifty dollars for this. Yeah. Hey, ChatGPT, write me a Python script to download all the emails and attachments. And it did it. Yeah. And I think that's the benefit to being old school internet, where you're like, well, if I want to do, I don't want to do this way. I'm going to find an alternate way. Mm. Being willing to do that first, like I'm just going to pay. Like, I'm not paying for anything if I don't need to. Like, like, I remember back in 2016 when I was doing the podcast with Joe, and we wanted to do live streaming. They wanted $40 a month for this thing. I went and found a Docker container and did it for free. I'm like, like, even when, like, for example, the podcast cost me 5 bucks a month probably in hosting and probably $14 a year in domain names. Mm. We so need, we need we need twenty dollars worth of sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's it's just it's amazing how like oh you can spend all this money and get nothing or you can do a little bit of legwork and set some automation up. Like my buddy Scott, he does a one for neuro um, neurology podcast, and like he went from like nothing to like in the top five in a matter of months because no one else is doing it. Yeah, find your niche, 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 niche. That's what I'm thinking about too lately. Is like. I know now, like 10 years, like 12 years ago, I was just throwing pasta to the wall and hoping it stuck. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just trying to find what am I interested in to actually, actually make, move forward with. Yeah, yeah. And it's just frustrating. It's like, I can just do all this effort and get nowhere. Or I can wait patiently until that idea strikes me. Or you can just do what you want to do because it's fun to do it. Like this podcast is yeah. it's fun to do. And I, like, well, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know how many people listen to this. I don't know if anybody's out there. But. Oh, I know. I know a couple people out there and that makes me happy. So it's like you and I were having these conversations initially. So mm -hmm. that's well, that's the idea for the podcast. Was like, well, we should probably record these and see if anybody else gets any benefit from these. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because like I, I was th I was sitting there last night, like, staring at the ceiling, going, "What am I gonna do? Like, what's the what's the next 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 step?" 
that's always the, the, the question, I guess. And, and the, the funny thing is, is, like, when you honestly ask yourself that, you know the answer. You know it. it, it it's just like you try to rationalize away from it. It's like the Jordan Peterson thing. He said, if you sit down with yourself on the edge of your bed and you say, what am I doing that I shouldn't be doing that's messing my life up? It's like, the answer comes to you like that. Like, you know it. You just try to figure out, like, a way to rationalize around. It's like, what should I be doing next? Like, you know, you know. It's like, it's there, you're, but you give yourself excuses and reasons not to do it. It's like the way you, you can rationalize your way into a bad meal or something like mm-hmm. that. Where like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm tired. I don't feel like doing it, et cetera, et cetera. Like, but you know the right and the wrong. I suppose. You know what's right. You know what you're up to next. You know. You know for a fact that you were given a blessing with this car situation so you know there's something that you need to add to your prepared for list so that if it does happen the wrong way next time you're not taken yeah i am extremely happy for those who do not know because it's been a month or so since we've done this i got t-boned at an intersection and it was a 19 year old girl and her boyfriend and their 18 year month baby they hit me a a foot behind like my bumper so she definitely clearly hit me in the intersection. Front bumper. Front bumper. There was no stop signs on this intersection. And there was $7,000 worth of damage, and they're fixing my car. Which, if I look on Kelly Blue Book, my car's worth four to $7,000, depending on who you ask. But yet, if I go on cars.com, and I go to buy 2013 to 2015, it's $12,000 to $16,000 to get a car similar to mine. Yep. So Joel, Joel got lucky on that one, because he was worried that after having... To just acquire a mortgage, he was going to acquire a car payment as yep. well. So now you know you need to start stashing some money away from that for that scenario. Yeah. So I, I went to do my budget, and I screwed up really <laughs> because I I budgeted with one paycheck instead of two a month. Mm. I'm like, how am I not in jail by now for not oh, paying? Oh my life! <laughs> <laughs> Where's this money coming from that I don't have? Uh, Ramit set these rolling over in his fucking. Yeah, but because of Ramit, I have, I'm, I, like, things get taken care of. It's just like, okay. I swear to God, that was probably the best the best time for self-development. It was when you first get in there and you first start learning these couple of tricks from these first people. You're like, holy shit, this is blowing my mind. Why isn't everybody doing uh-huh. this? And you realize, like, nobody, because nobody, self-development gets a bad rep. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, if you read a couple of finance books, you're way ahead of everybody else. But, like, it, I remember, I'll never forget, it was 2009. I just started dating my ex-wife. And we'd go to the Barnes & Noble and I'd be reading all the self-help books. And she's reading fiction. And she'd just give me shit. Why are you reading self-help? Why are you reading self-help? I just always think about the fact that it's like there's... Like, I'll be like, oh, I don't have any money. And, like, and it's like, I don't have any money, but everything is covered. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... It's like, I don't have any spending money. I don't have any yeah. fun money because I burned through that already. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, it's not... I'm not worried about it. Like, I think about... Like, am I really living paycheck to paycheck? It's like, no, no, I'm not, because everything is going into its bucket ahead of time. Mm-hmm. It's like the paycheck, I'm living paycheck to paycheck for the fun money, yeah. but the rest is all taken care exactly. of. Exactly. Like, my whole, my rules of bills get paid first, and then I eat ramen noodles until I get another paycheck. <laughs> no, the rule should be you pay yourself first, and then you, that's why you set up your 401k automation and all that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird feeling that where you're like I'm not really living paycheck to paycheck because I have this set up in this system it's mm-hmm. just like oh I don't have 
my bank account is at zero because it should be. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. I shouldn't have money in there because I'm basically lending the bank money for for yeah. for no interest. It's funny because there's all these different mentalities. Like I just read this book called Unscripted, mm-hmm. and it's it's supposed to teach you how to. I might have. I'm thinking that when I was listening to the book, I didn't get all the like. I don't know. I either the guy goes a little vague, or I just missed a couple pieces. Mm-hmm. But he talks about like the first half of the book is all about on uh, the script and how everyone falls in and how it's a trap. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the whole red flu, well, red pill, blue pill. Mm-hmm. Like they want you to go to college, they're like in the debt. They want you to get a mortgage to be a slave of the system, all this stuff. Yeah. But there's a way to do it to pay to spend cash if you're willing to do the work of building something that will sell and. Like, he talks about it, but at the same time, he doesn't talk about it. So I probably have to go back and listen to it again. Yeah. But it's good to know that all the stuff, like, he mentions Napoleon Hill, and he mentions Stoicism, all this other stuff. Like, you kind of know you're on the right path when everyone's saying the same thing. Yeah. And then you, but then you also got to challenge that a little bit and be like, am I in an echo chamber? Yeah. But then the results are the results, you know? It's like you can't, if the results are working, then you're clearly doing something right. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the, the book I'm reading now, it's a old book. It was referenced from uh, 48 Laws of... No, Mastery. Mastery from Robert Greene. talks about the one guy who, who discovered electromagnetism. The book that started that guy on his like journey is uh, The Art of Improving One's Mind. So I, I went and bought that on Amazon because it sounded interesting because it was like a, a way you should approach reading and learning things. And I was like, that sounds right up my alley like I, I read all these books how can I get the most out of them and like he's talking about how you should go into a book willing to challenge the ideas in the book mentally and things like that and you should be taking notes of like points you agree with points you don't agree with and think about like if there's not a table of contents create your own table of contents and if there is a table of contents can you make it better and like what you can do to verify and challenge this author so you can get the most out of that book you can mm-hmm. I mean, this book is old, so it's like people, most people didn't have the access to books we have now, where yeah. it's like, I can fucking get a thousand books in a minute, but the idea of like, just the idea of like going back and like writing in the margins of your book and like mm-hmm. saying, this point makes it a thing and this and that, and like people talk about um, how many times they've read through meditations from Marcus Aurelius, and mm-hmm. each time they read through it, they find something new, and they go back and they see their own notes in the book, and they're challenging that. And it's like, make the book a more living thing for yourself. Interesting. You don't get that with audiobooks, unfortunately. No, but at the same time, like... You can consume them faster. Yeah. And it's funny... That guy says about that, though. He's like, there's people that that read a book and they flit from passage to passage, from chapter to chapter, sentence to sentence, like a bird through a a field, Mm -hmm. just like lightly touching on it. But the the people that get the most from it are the ones that really dig into the dirt of it. Mm -hmm. Like, Like for me, it's one of those things of, like, latent... Most of it becomes latent knowledge. Mm -hmm. Like... I've read stuff, and my brain's like, I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. But then other stuff that I've listened to while you're doing other stuff, and someone else, well, wait a second, I know what you're talking about, da 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 Yeah. But the things you don't understand is the thing he's like, you should make note of that, and then you go, you should dig into that part mm-hmm. of it and figure it out. Cause especially, and especially if you're reading a book and you're like, I don't agree with what this guy's talking about whatsoever, it's like you should f- follow that thread and be like, why don't you? And mm-hmm. like, if, if the guy's like talking to you and you're like, I 100% agree with it, it's like, well, you should think about what if you had to challenge his like how would mm-hmm. what's wrong with them like etc yeah because like this unscripted but there's parts I didn't agree with and I understand why I don't agree with it but at the same time I'm like well this guy kind of backs it up because he's done all this shit so like he knows what he's talking about but at the same time like every situation is different yeah and the biggest thing to take away from that book was like 
If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. That's yeah. why the hard stuff is going to make you money. Yeah, and we were listening. Uh, there's a uh, Jocko through his Echelon Front Company. They've got a free, free series of videos on there. That's like like an. Int- it's basically trying to get you to buy the rest of the course type of thing. But I was listening to one of them with Mar and sitting next to me. She was on her phone or whatever. She was kind of listening to it. She's like, whatever that guy, whatever they just said will get you fired in a heartbeat. Because <laughs> the one story they talk about, and they, they role play it out, like the lady had done something that maxed out the company credit card while all these people were out traveling for the company, these salesmen or whatever, and they, they couldn't fly, they couldn't stay in their hotels or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Jocko just painted it off. It's like this lady owned up to her mistake, walked into her boss's office and said, I'm sorry this happened, this is my fault. Here's what happened. Here's what we can do to fix this going forward. And the boss was apparently like, oh, that's okay. Blah, 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 blah. Those are great ideas. And Mars like, that guy, that lady get fired in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that lady probably cost that company thousands of dollars. Well, it's like the town hall meeting. They're talking about work-life balance. And, like, my brain was like, wait a second. This is a trap. And the guy was like, I feel like. Don't you have unlimited PTO? Yeah. But the thing is, though, he was talking about how if you need a break, take a break. I'm like, that's not how these projects work. Mm-mm. It's one of those things of, this is due today. Why is it not done? Like, you'll get crucified if you take a break. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why are you telling the people, like, I don't know. Kool-Aid is not my thing when it's corporate Kool-Aid. No, and that's that's one of those like like the 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 guys talking about you got to challenge the authors, challenge the. He says that about. He says there's a. I think there's four four ways of learning. It's like your own private meditations and thoughts. Um, maybe it's five observations. Uh, there's reading. There's lectures and there's conversations. So there's five five main ways. And he said like. Of the of those, the best one is conversations because mm-hmm. you're interacting with the person about their ideas, and then. But he said, like the most important one is your private thoughts and meditation because that's when you sit down and you digest the ideas, the things that came around. Mm-hmm. But those lectures and stuff, he wants you to he wants you to challenge those the same way you challenge reading the books. So it's like everything you hear, he, he's saying like, don't believe everything you think, don't yeah. believe everything you hear. And he's like, challenge it, like figure it out where it works, where it doesn't work, like mm-hmm. build your own foot model around it and attack it. Well, like I was saying, the other day I was talking to my one coworker. He's like, oh, we need to get together and work on something. Because, like, for me, like, my brain's just like, whatever. I need a, I need a puzzle. Like, that's the other thing about Sherlock. It's like, I need a puzzle. It's mm-hmm. like, my coworker, we had a thing that there's two major projects that they're going on right now that had to be done in the next three weeks. I goes, freaking, what are we going to work? I'm like, have my one-on-one Tuesday with, with, our, with our manager. I'll talk to her, tell her, what you, ask her what she wants me to work on, and we'll work on that. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Yeah. Cause like I'll look at a problem like, uh, not interesting. But I, I'm like the, the, the last weekend I went to visit a, a coworker, and um, they just bought a house because she wants to build her own little Golden Girls house for like elderly people to like live together. So it's like if you can't like basically a bunch of older women living together and like helping each other out, whatever. Gray B and B. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a great name. <laughs> two for two, TM. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. This house has a second floor, and there's a there's a porch on the second floor, but there's a deadbolt on the one door, and they couldn't get it open. Hmm. So how do you how would you get this door open? I looked the door. I'm like, let's pop the hinges. So I popped the hinges. It wasn't coming out. So her son said, hey, "What about a pry bar?" So I put a pry bar in between the door and the hinge, and we popped it open. Hmm. And like, I got obsessed with this door. Like we popped the hinges. I tried doing some stuff, and like 20 minutes later, I'm like, I got it open. <laughs> And I told Chrissy, I'm like, I'm sorry. She goes, well, I'm like, I got obsessed, and we've been out here for like half an hour. She goes, no, this is not bad. I'm like, 
Okay, good, because I probably would have got yelled at by other people. Yeah, you should have should have called me. I have, I do know how to pick locks, and I do enjoy. This is an old school. I don't I don't think you could have picked this one because yeah, of course you can. I couldn't see where the tumblers were. You, like, you can't see them. Like it's, well, I'm saying like where you would put the tools to do the tumbler thing. There's a keyhole? Yeah, it was an old school big ass keyhole. Doesn't matter. That's the, 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 the reason why lock picking works is because of the human factor. So there's always a percentage of error. So you're able to, to, change, to move the, the uh, not the tumbler. The, um, yeah, the tumbler so that the pins, mm-hmm. you, you start to jiggle that and you get a pin up and then you got to find where all the pins are balanced and turn it. I also feel like this was rusted shut. Uh, well, that's a whole different story. Yeah. But then again, I'm also good at brute strength. Well, like I said, I was I'm like, wait a second. They're not this isn't finished yet. I can probably put a couple holes in this wall. There's a guy on YouTube that I subscribe to that I heard is uh he's apparently I I haven't watched any of his videos yet, but I heard that he's amazing to watch cuz people get addicted to watching him is the uh, the lock picking lawyer. Oh, I heard about him. Yeah, so he's basically just showing you how to pick these locks and he's got this this crazy device where he's just like gradually setting like the tension on which pin and etc. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. It's, it's crazy how many different ways there are to pick locks. Like, there's just the bump key method. For mm-hmm. sure. You're just vibrating the shit out of a lock until it turns. Mm-hmm. Like, it's loud as hell, but... I remember there's one where you use a tennis ball, and it does, like, a bump lock. Yeah, you put a hole in the tennis ball, and mm-hmm. you squeeze the air, and it pushes all the pins so you're able to turn it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that one. It's crazy, because there's just, like... But that's that's the thing, though. Is that's a harder skill, I think, than just being able to be like, oh, you know, I've captured the frequency of your smart key. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's like... Psh- as my grandfather would say, locks keep good people out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't call 911, we call 1911. <laughs> oh, my friend sent me, the, it was one of the best pictures I ever, ever saw. And, like, if he doesn't get this for his house, like, I'll be very disappointed in him. Oh, where is it? <laughs> yeah, we were. Insured by Wes- Smith & Wesson. Security by Winchester. Funeral arrangements by Kubota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were out at my father-in-law shooting guns yesterday, and it's like, you know, the... The, the 22 rifle I have, Mara, Mara's a fan of that because there's no kickback to it. Mm. She was worried that it was going to be like the the 9mm that, that I have. And it's like, no, it's not. That, but And I was shooting the 22 and I was like, so accurate. And I was like, oh, that's that's very cool. And I was shooting the 9mm for a second. I was like, disappointed that I wasn't hitting exactly where I wanted to. But then I go up to the target and I look and it's just like, the guy is stitched from like belly button up <laughs> through his head with fucking holes. And I'm like, this, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that guy ain't doing nothing. <laughs> So there's an episode of Sherlock where he gets shot, and like um, Molly's in his head going, "Okay, where's the bullet? Do you fall forward or fall backwards? If you fall, if, if you oh, it didn't enter, exit. It's still in there. Use it a cork. Fall backwards. It's like <laughs> only Sherlock would." <laughs> yeah, I, one of the reasons people fall apparently when they get shot is because of their blood pressure suddenly drops, mm. which is kind of funny. I think it's because he got hit with a bullet. <laughs> But that's what the bullet yeah. does. It drops the hell out of your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. You hope you hope the person drops. That's why they had the, uh, the, the you know the, why they call the Marines leathernecks. No, because when they were in the Philippines, <clears throat> the Filipinos would come out with a machete, run out from the bushes, and they would chop off the Marines' head. Mm-hmm. And like the Marines didn't have a pistol that was powerful enough to stop them. That's where the forty-five came in. Because mm-hmm. the forty-five was stopping power. And that's where the, in, in the world of guns, there's the 20, 21 foot rule, I think it is. 21 feet, might be 22, but I think it's 21, where it takes 21 feet between you and the target for you to be able to draw your pistol, get a beat on them, and fire off a shot before mm-hmm. they can get you with a knife. Ah. 
very, very controversial because people challenge it all the time. It's like some people are a lot fucking faster, so it's like it's going to be a difficult situation. But that comes from the same scenario with the Marines and the Leathernecks in the Philippines. So the Marines started wearing like a leather thing around their neck to protect against the beheading. Mm-hmm. Dude, I've seen the video of that guy in the, in the leather hat. Leather hat. He's been doing the videos kind of like the fat electrician. Uh, I sent you one about the Polish bear that they recruited. In the oh army. yeah, yeah, and you sent me the one about the 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 patron saint of revenge. Yeah, like shit, that was some crazy shit. That pigeon idea is goddamn beautiful. Well, the fat electrician talks about some guy had an idea back in like the fifties or sixties to use bats. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they attach napalm to the bats and they fly around like dawn and they let the bats go and the bats would find would find some place to roost. They took out an entire Air Force base by accident. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the one's like, oh, we don't want the Marines. Like, we'll take it. We'll take that idea. <laughs> yeah. But the, for, for those that don't know the story, the, uh, the patron saint of revenge, she was, fast forward to, like, towards the cool part of the story, I thought was she was leading an army to sack some city, and they couldn't, they couldn't get past the walls of the city, so she made a treaty for peace with them. She said, I just want every pigeon in the city. And they gave her a pigeon in the city. So they took all these pigeons and they tied a piece of burning cloth to the pigeons knowing they would head home when they freaked out. And the pigeons all freaked out. They went into this wooden town back then and they burned the hell out of the town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, fucking beautiful strategy. It's only a war crime? It's tactic. It's only a war crime the first time. <laughs> it's only a war crime if you're not writing the history. <laughs> There's so many stories about the, about the past. I'm like... Why Why did all the cool shit stop after, like, 1960? I don't know. I, th- I think it's has to do with the... Probably the the banishment of drugs and, like, the they, them making them illegal. Well, that is true, because I, I remember in the Sherlock books, like, it's based on, what, early 1800s? They were doing cocaine, like, just for fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't illegal or anything like that. I mean, LSD and mushrooms and pot was, like... Pot started to get a bad rep because of the hippies and things like mm-hmm. that, but it was they were still around. And it's like you look at all the cool music and everything that came around. Then it was like a creative spirit thing that happened, mm-hmm. and then everything got locked down by the same people. And that's still locked down by the same people that grew up doing it. Now they don't want anybody else doing it. So. Mm-hmm. Dumbasses. <sighs> Creativity. We don't have it anymore. Yeah, we do. It's just hidden and it's locked away, and it's very. I think I think it's been put through such a narrow filter now like all all creative creativities looked through the eye of like this like look at our smartphones for instance that's one of the things that bothers me is i feel like we've been in a loop for you know why 20 years because everything like every new phone looks like the same patent wars it's it's a cold war the cold patent war is why we can't get new stuff because so many companies sitting on these patents for the simplest things it's like, oh, it came with a new phone. Guess what? That clicking the button that certain way, we got a pattern for that. Either give us a million dollars or don't make the phone. What happened to the the one phone that was like a customizable thing? Like you could slide. If you wanted a more photographic phone, you put in photographic parts and yeah. you could snap them all. I don't know. Cool as shit. Everything seems to like, everything's too good to be true. It's, everything's marketing now. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can make a product look so amazing and then everything, all the back room for it wouldn't be there. Yeah. Like, I know that I, so, I fly drones and airplanes, and I'm friends with the company that I buy parts with. Like, we know, my friend, I know the owner, like, and, like, it's funny, we've gone to events, and they've, we, we've had stuff delivered to us. Like, the one guy that works for the company, he flies planes. I got, I actually got an airplane flown to me personally by one of the guys at the company. <laughs> but, like, they've gone to China, and they've talked to different uh, distributors and stuff, making sure they do things right. 
if you don't keep on the ask people building shit for you, they don't build it right. Yeah. And nobody wants to take the time to do that, and that's why most of these products are half and half. Well, that's that's I I think that's not the patent war though. That's manufacturing. I'm saying manufacturing. You got to deal with the with the manufacturer to make sure they do their product correctly. Yeah, but everyone manufactures out of China and things like that now. Exactly. That's that's why. That's where, you know, Chineseium and like like Jocko talks about bringing back manufacturing to America because it's like then you have a greater control of the quality of the product. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost a little bit more, but I think in the end it's more worth it. Yeah, at the same time, like my buddy just went to, his mom's in the hospital for medical stuff, so him and his sister went to go visit. They just went to Wendy's to get, they got two meals, and my friend got an order of chicken nuggets. Guess what the price of the meal was? 16 bucks. $29. See, that's ridiculous. And it's like... We, we had this discussion during COVID. Like, I hate going to fast food now because, like, I spend more money and get shit food. But I can go to some place like Bird on the Run or Noodlehead and spend the same amount of money and get a better quality food. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all you got to do is probably go pick it up and not wait in the line or mm-hmm. whatever else. Yeah, I, I, I hate that shit. Oh, something else I heard of that I don't know if you've heard of is uh, when you're going to fast food places now and drive throughs be careful when you give them your card because some yeah. of these people are doing FaceTime and they're mm-hmm. showing your card to whoever's yeah. on the other end they're just stealing your information it's like <sighs> and that's why I like ordering through apps yeah order through the app is the way to go or, it, or cash apparently it's funny because I remember back in the day when the internet first started I don't give my credit card to some stranger I'm like dude you get your credit card to waiters all the time mm-hmm. I think that's I'm, why in Canada they don't do that they bring the device to you and you swipe mm-hmm. your card and do all that it's way more secure but as like, far as I know I don't know that, yeah. that could who knows if that's the real device or not. So. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too, is, like, I just listened to this whole... So, DeathCon was, like, either last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, like two weeks ago. I think. And they were talking about... They found a piece of malware that they can put on the, on the voting devices. And the one girl was like, this is why we need paper, pen and paper. We can't. We shouldn't do it online. I'm like, so you're saying the human factor is superior to the, to the electronic factor. Like, there's no way to do an honest election. There's always some place where things are going to break down and mm-hmm. they can be cheated. Yeah, there's always a vulnerability. But like everyone, each side is like, well, I don't trust people. I don't trust electronics. Like, there's you can't trust anybody. Right. I, and I, I had that disagreement with myself. I was thinking about it because there's like, you know, the, like we went to Home Depot. I took my Home Depot card. And uh, I was thinking about like, do I bring the card or do I just take a picture of it and keep the picture on my phone? I was like, well, what if something happens to my phone? Somebody's got a picture of the card versus me having the real card. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I was thinking about like, because I keep the card sometimes in a bag or not. But I was like, well, what's more likely to happen? Somebody hack me physically or somebody hack me digitally? And it's mm-hmm. like, the digital thing is more likely to happen than somebody beating my ass and taking the car, mm-hmm. I think. For me, I've just come to the point, there are 8 billion people in this, world, in this, in this plant population. It's a lottery. Mm-hmm. Your number will come eventually. So far, mine hasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Extra knock on wood. The podcast has been hacked by... Like I was thinking the other day about Facebook. How many of my friends have been hacked? And no one's ever hacked my Facebook so far. But at the same time, like, my password for Facebook has been changed so many times that I can't remember it. And LastPass doesn't always keep up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you can get into my Facebook account, more power to you. Because there's half the times I can't get into my Facebook account. Yeah, what was the one security thing they were talking about where they were saying, like, all these security things, they're like, oh, you've got to have a 16-bit encrypted blah, 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 blah. That's like a random character number. It's like, that's less secure because a machine can kind of guess that eventually Mm -hmm. versus, like, you having, like, a random sentence that only you know. Mm -hmm. Like, fucking purple purple unicorns have dildos for horns. Like, Mm -hmm. a machine's not going to guess that. Yeah. 
Well, did you see? I saw this one image. It was a security company, and they had a hundred lava lamps on a wall, and they had a camera that would take a picture of the, a picture of all the lava lamps. Oh, that's random as shit. And then it would it would take the picture, take it apart, and do a checksum of all the colors and all the locations of the colors. <laughs> like good luck cracking that one. <laughs> yeah. But somebody will do it. That's the fucked up thing. You provide a challenge, somebody will do it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they were talking about the voting machines. Like, they got a hold of them and they found out there's, you could put malware on it. Like, everyone thinks of security through security is the way to go. No, that's how you get hacked and no one knows for years. Yeah, it's like uh, McAfee. It's like, that's just such a target. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, I, I don't, and I don't understand the idea of assuming that the government is going to have the best security in any capacity on anything. Like, they're cheap. What's they're the, fucking what's cheap. The, what's the quote? The military goes to the lowest bidder? Yeah, that's the thing from fucking, uh, Armageddon nailed that in my head. You remember that scene? Made in Japan. Made no, no, the Russian guy. He's like American components, Russian components, all, all, made, in, all made in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy, the one guy, uh, Owen, Owen Wilson, when he's fucking right, and he's like, "Yeah, I think we just strapped ourselves to a, a rocket made by the lowest bidder." <laughs> <laughs> It's like, and that's the sort of shit that makes me not ride roller coasters anymore. Mm-hmm. Especially nowadays when I've seen too many videos of them collapsing and failing. And it's like, I'm not dying because some carny didn't tie on a bolt mm-hmm. the right way. Well, I laugh because like, since 2018, I've been doing all my own car work because they, Firestone decided to try and rip, uh, rip me off. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, what brakes do you buy? I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should spend the extra money and buy the better brakes. You know, you ever hear the, the, you know that famous story about the band that was apparently like prima donnas because they wanted a bowl of M&M's that were only green in their, their lock of their room? Their Actually, room. I know why that is. That's that's what I'm telling. <laughs> but and everyone thought it was like they were prima donnas. I think it was Kiss. Kiss was the one. They were like, oh yeah, because Kiss, they, they're, they're so bougie. They, they only want these green M&M's. And it's like, the reason they did that was they had so many pyrotechnics in their show that they wanted to make sure that somebody had read through the entire uh-huh. instruction manual to find out that part. And if they followed that part, they felt safe doing the show. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Have you watched the new season of uh, Black Mirror? I haven't watched any season of Black Mirror. So I'm entirely behind on Black Mirror because the I think the first first or second episode started to like skeeve my skin out. And I was like, oh, I do not need these nightmares. <laughs> I'm apparently immune to the media nightmares, and I just have reality nightmares. Yeah. It's getting, getting a, a blurred line. But um, there's an episode where the girl is watching this show, and you find out that they made a show about her, mm-hmm. and she wants to sue, but it turns out the terms of service says they allowed to use her data. Mm-hmm. So whatever she does that day becomes the show that night because we're using AI to generate it all. See? Mm-hmm. See, I don't like that. That's like, uh, I don't want to click on anything. I don't want to say anything to anybody. Like, uh... I can't wait to have just an AI lawyer that I'm like, look at this and see if it fucks me over. Mm-hmm. What a fucked up world. Yes, it is. So, we have a choice. It is 51 minutes and 3 seconds. We can go 9 more minutes making a solid hour, or we can bail early. I said, we, well, I mean, we can talk 9 more minutes, because yep. we, uh, we just did some wiring and stuff. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I just tore apart the um, the table that was in my basement the other day. So, my basement has water. I basically got to dig out the basement and go down, tear everything out, and slope everything towards the sump pump so the sump pump can suck all the water out. Mm-hmm. And then put gravel down and put 
concrete on top of it. You gonna get so nature floor? Huh? You gonna get nature stone floor? What's nature stone floor? That's the ones where it's a bunch of little pebbles that they put down and then they, they glaze over it. No, I didn't know about that. I gotta basically put French drains through my basement to funnel the water into the sump pump mm-hmm. so that it doesn't sit on, on top. <laughs> and the table that was in there has suffered so much water damage that the legs were rotting. Mm. So I bought some plastic pallets to just to keep my stuff from getting wet. So I put the table on top of the pallets to make it like a workbench. But I realized how uneven the table was from the rotting. So I spent the last three days tearing apart this table, which is made out of basically two by fours, this giant piece of plywood, and a bunch of uh, nuts and what you know those those lag bolts that don't have a head. Yeah. They're just like round on the other end. Mm-hmm. I've been taking those apart with a re- with a pair of pliers. Oh. I had to get out the I had to get out the uh, the grinder and like cut a couple of them off. But now I have a level table I can work on. <laughs> and let me tell you, that's a lot of work. Do you ever see the? Um, you ever watch Malcolm in the Middle? Oh, bits and pieces. I never actually watched the Did show. You ever see the episode where Hal goes to change the light bulb? Oh yeah, and he keeps doing everything else. <laughs> it just leaves him in this clusterfuck of fucking projects. And at one point, he's under the house for some fucking. Uh-huh. It's like that is how every project goes when you have a house. It's uh-huh. like you're like, oh, I gotta fix this one fucking thing. It's like, well, I can make this better. Especially when you get to that point where I can make this better, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm just gonna fucking fix this and make it way cooler than it was. Well, like that cat. So I have a bookcase that I have all my little knickknacks on. It all started when I was working at uh, my current job in the office. I had a little, like actually the school, I worked at the school district. I had a little, I call it the shelf of serenity. There's all these little knickknacks and stuff I've gone and done and stuff that gives me like good memories. Mm-hmm. Kind of, if you're having a bad day, just look at the things and think of all the cool things you've done. That turned into a bookcase in my apartment. So it turned into two bookcases. And one had pop figures on them. Well, my ex-wife collected Harry Potter pops. And got rid of all those now I can actually show my pops off <laughs> so like I have far fewer than she does but I decided to put a shelf up and put lighting on top of the shelf to get ambient lighting in the living room that way I don't have to have a light on all the time I can just have the ambient light from the shelf mm-hmm. so it's, it's decorative and it has a certain purpose yeah so that turned into okay I can put this up well I got to fix one of the shelf well, now I gotta take these out and do mm-hmm. that. I can make this better. Mm-hmm. And so it's, 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 just, it's a rolling thing. Like, I never get done. Like, the living room is 90% there. Office is probably like 60, 70. Kitchen's probably like 80% there. Basement is just, just a nightmare. Yeah, and I think that's, that's why they say when you have a plan, you have to you plan your start and you plan your finish. You say, well, what am I gonna be done with this? And, like, It'll never truly, truly be done, but you know, I can stop with this now, and mm-hmm. I can come back and do the rest of the stuff. Um, what the was I going to say? Oh, I was, remember how we were talking, that was in my head. Remember how we were talking about uh, shadow stuff? We were talking about integrating the shadow. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a Jordan Peterson clip where he was talking about Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. He said the only reason Harry Potter was successful was that he had that darkness in him. He had the shadow in him, which mm-hmm. is you read Harry Potter spoilers like I never watched it all but I know that he has what's his name Voldemort or whatever yeah. in his head and the, like if Harry Potter didn't have that darkness in him then he would have followed along all the rules that yeah. he was given on the school and he would have never done all the great stuff he did but since mm-hmm. he had integrated that part of the shadow where it's like I just I gotta go do this thing mm-hmm. <laughs> he was able to do all that so yeah I bought the book I started the shadow book that he told me to read I've been reading through it I need to actually sit down and write the stuff out. Mm-hmm. But the, some of the questions are very interesting. Some of them are like, this never happened. I guess I don't have that kind of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> the important part is to remember to do the work. That's, that's what that one book that, that I was talking about, uh, Improving Your Mind, is like, you, you can say like, 
you read the book and that's like gives you I guess the dopamine rush and you feel like you've well, it's done not about something. The, it's not about the dopamine rush. It's a thing of like this is something I can I gotta sit down and think about. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons I've been reading through it. I think I'm gonna actually start the book in September mm-hmm. and make it that my one thing a day. But at least I can get a head start on like how to get started. Yeah, but that's that's where I'm at. Where I'm like, am I reading the book just to read the book, or am I reading the book to take action from the book? Mm-hmm. And really, you got to take the action from the book because you can get addicted just being like, oh, you know, I read four books a month. It's like, mm-hmm. well, th- did you read them or did you? Just yeah. Read well, like I've I've been the one podcast is Great Night. I'm let's see what is it? it is now almost gonna be September. I am ten months behind on this podcast. I was a year and a half behind like last year. And I've burned through probably a few months here and there mm. to try and catch up because my goal is one of these days on a Tuesday night to watch them live and be like, oh, I'm up to date on all the, all the inside <laughs> jokes. Like, I just found out the other day. Um, uh, so last year around November, I guess at NASCAR, this guy rode the wall and like gained two spots and won a race. <laughs> and technically it's not illegal. Like, he could get away with it. And the, that's a controversy around that they're talking about. I'm like... He goes, yeah, I just played this on, on GameCube in 2005. I'll give it a try. I'm like, that's insanity. The guy just tried video game logic in real life and won, won a race. It happens, though. It's like, they're one of my favorite stories about a NASCAR. It's a NASCAR story. And it's, it's a funny one because it's one of the reasons why the cars are colored the way they are now. Mm-hmm. So there was this guy. He was, had a car that, before they put all the stickers and everything, when NASCAR was first getting started, his car was gray. Mm-hmm. So it blended in with the cement. So he was called the Grey Ghost because he would ride, ride around the track and like the, the spotters couldn't tell the driver when he was coming up on them because they couldn't pick him up. Mm. He was like camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what a dick thing, but hilarious. <laughs> you're doing 200 miles an hour and somebody just passes you. are like, where the hell did he come from? <laughs> That's like, oh, awesome. His, color, his car is colored the same color as the cement. Mm-hmm. It's like there's been, there's an anime called Zoids, and there's two versions. There's like the long, like, two season thing. There's a one season one where it's like a, especially it's like a, a fight match. Mm-hmm. And the one guy, um, I forget his name, he's the main character, but he does all this shit, and you think it's random, but it always works out. Like, there's an episode where he fights a sniper, and she's up on this perch, and he fires all his weapons at once. It, hits the, it, hits, it basically hits the side of the mountain. It's like, oh, whatever. So he's running around trying to get hit, and she's about to take her kill shot. And the mountain just falls down. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it just works. Strategy. That's, that's playing the long game, though. Mm-hmm. That's like, uh, I told you about uh, in Yellowstone. The guy, mm-hmm. okay, he, was, his, he had all that property, and the guy was like, the guy that he didn't like was building a casino and this resort. Oh, yeah. All, like, just past his property, and he was like, it's going to ruin, like, the nature of the, mm-hmm. the area. And he didn't really like the way he was doing it to the valley. And, like, one of the key features of the, this casino and this resort was, like, there was this nice waterway that ran through it. So, the fucking guy, he, uh, he decided to blow up part of the mountain, so it changed the way the river went. So, the river didn't go through this guy's property anymore, and the guy couldn't do anything about it. Because you're allowed to do to the water what you want when it comes through your property. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the guy was, like, so many millions of dollars invested into building mm-hmm. this thing. And it's, like, it just took the legs right on from under and it's like ooh what a dick move but <laughs> Jesus is that good yeah it's amazing how people don't think about oh this could never happen that could never happen like I'm at the point now when things are too good to be true I'm like okay where's this, where, what's, what's gonna go wrong yeah I think that's a, so, uh, what the, I wrote that down I don't remember where it was but it's like uh, 
one of the rules of strategy and, and engagement is if you if you can like in order of things you should try to control is if you can control the environment then mm -hmm. you're gonna win mm -hmm. and it's like controlling that in that area is the, the fucking way like if you can divert the river from your enemy like you're gonna win mm -hmm. well that's like the game dead or alive used to play on dreamcast my favorite thing to do is use environmental damage to kill people instead mm -hmm. of actually just fighting yeah like yeah i could fight you or i could throw you off the top of the building and let gravity do the rest yeah <laughs> exactly beautiful stuff I, I love strategy. I wish there was... I gotta find, like, a... I, I mean, outside of, like, military manuals, which are kind of complicated to read, I wish there was just, like, a really good book of strategy where... If somebody has a recommendation sent to me where it's, like, it it does kind of like a, a Robert Greene thing, but it walks you through these battles yeah. and the strategies that were done. And like, here's how this worked. Yeah. Here, this, here's like why Napoleon. This Napoleon. I, I wish... I hope the movie does justice to Napoleon. Yeah. Especially the one of the things apparently that was so special about him was he took these people that weren't like dedicated soldiers and he made them into one of the most fearsome fighting forces mm -hmm. ever because they were loyal. But like I remember reading about that, like there's a I think there's a one of the and one of the mastery I don't know if it was mastery or one of the last two books I read. Like I now have the Infinity Gauntlet of Robert Greene books under my belt. <laughs> but there's a ship. Do you, did you really dive deep in them? I didn't dive deep, <laughs> but like I have a story. Yeah. Uh, this captain, I guess they were going to die out in the, on the ice thing, and the captain knew that he had to keep morale up. So he took special care to, like, take, check every, on everybody and give different people different jobs. But the one guy he knew was going to be suicidal, so he gave him a really important job so he would keep on that instead of worrying about whatever. Yeah. And, like, he basically, these people would die for this guy. Is that the guy from the Endurance? I don't, was it a ship? Yeah. It might have been the endurance. I can't remember the details. They got stranded. In the, yeah, they got South stranded. America. Like yeah, the, yeah, and they lost the ship or whatever. But all the whole crew ended up living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the endurance. That's a great. There's a there's the movie with um, Liam Neeson. Okay. Liam Neeson plays the captain, but it's supposed to be a great story. I, I haven't read the story, but I've heard enough about it. That yeah, I know it's a, it's incredible. Like I kind of wish there's more people like Robert Green out there writing those books, but I know that's not a thing, because like some of the stories I've learned about like. Like, because of Robert Greene, I now realize that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was actually, like, the characters they picked for that book report were fucking gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many weird things where you're like, wow, history is pretty goddamn amazing and incredibly cool. Like, the like the Mongols, how they just crushed everyone except for Japan. Mm -hmm. They couldn't crush Japan because of the samurais. The samurais were that dedicated into that warrior mindset. It's like, bring it. Like, this is what we're here for. Like, <laughs> Oh, you want to... It's like fucking... You're like, oh, yeah, I'm crushing the world. And all of a sudden you find an island full of Marines that are just like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, we're bored. Let's fight. <laughs> like, there's a song that I have on my Spotify. But basically, I know there's... Well, I forget what the game was. Where it's, there's a zombie mode. And there's cutscenes where... The, I think it's... There's uh, JFK, Robert Nixon, and some other presidents. And like, they're freaking out. And the next scene, like, I know it's... um, Who's the guy from Mary Poppins, y'all? From... Guardians. Yeah, yeah. I it's his voice. He's like, they're like, we're surrounded. We're gonna. It's like, I've been praying for this shit all day. Let's do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's that marine thing where well, I think that's the. I think it's a quote from the one marine where they're like, like, sir, we're surrounded. He's like, great. Then we know where the bastards are. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> well, there's another story uh, the fat electrician tells about this one guy. He was like, the whole platoon went out to do something, and he was left there to defend his gate. And they kept hearing all this firing, and then the firing stopped. It was like, I guess he's dead. 
And then they're like, no, no, I, I, I ran out of bullets. I just started using my sword. <laughs> There's the one with the one fucking Marine, they call him the, 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 the father, godfather of the Marines, Chesty Puller. Yeah. He's fucking, like, the stories of him, the one where he was like, he wasn't in charge or whatever, but the, his, he knew that there were Marines that were being attacked on the one beach and they couldn't get to them. And he knew there were ships that were on out out to sea that weren't firing to help them. Mm. So he fucking swam out of the ship, took over the ship, <laughs> directed the fire on the position and everything, and saved all those goddamn people. Like he was just like, I, I'm getting this done by any mm-hmm. fucking means necessary. It's like you know there's that there's that subreddit where they say I am the main character, and it's like people that are fucking up to it's like that dude was entirely the main character. Oh, uh, what do they call it? There's a the Fallatron talks about all the time about how like. Plot armor. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he, just, he just can't die because he's the main character. Yeah. Yeah. There's a chesty puller story where he's, he's sitting there in a diner and his son is like, it's like in the, the 60s or something. His son's like read, at the magazine stand, like reading a magazine. And the clerk comes over and tells the kid not to do it. And he walks up to the guy. He's like, leave the damn kid alone. He socks the clerk in the <laughs> mouth. It's like, <laughs> it's like the kid's just reading a magazine. <laughs> Uh, people like that, man. That's a different breed of fucking people. Yeah. You don't go. I, I swear to God, you don't go through the South Pacific on World War Two and not come out like somebody ready to fuck somebody mm-hmm. up. Like, is everything was better in the back? And then, like, I, like Christy, and I went to go see Falling Water. And I took the extended photo tour, and they're like, "Oh yeah, so there was no ocean. There's no building codes. So there's no railings and stuff. And like, just the stuff they could pull off because nobody cared." Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that's the problem with everyone caring about everything and everything's wanting to be safe for everyone. It's like, hey, you know, put the danger back. Like, mm-hmm. look at Star Wars. Not a guardrail anywhere. Yep. Fucking thousand fucking foot pit that drops you back from the sky planet, the sky city down to the actual planet. Not a guardrail in sight. Mm-hmm. Fall over if you want, dummy. I feel like I should be ringing my hand in the air or ringing my cane I don't know which <laughs> old man yells at cloud <laughs> 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 no I, I do worry when people say everything was good back in the day because I, I don't think everything really was I think we just not everything a, is uh, there's certain things that are better and there's some things that are worse yeah I was thinking about that the other day as a thought experiment I was thinking like if you could kind of collapse to two decades together what would you do like if you collapse take today's technology and stay in a different direct different 80s you would do 80s is that just because you lived through the 80s no because the movies the ideas they refresh them i see i was thinking 70s i think if you took today's technology and stuck it in the 70s when you had like the badass muscle cars and like cool shit going on like shit was just starting to pop off and you gave like a version of the internet and things like that to there like what would you what would you have a lot be crazy fucking crazy so as we daydream about that I think we're gonna come bring this to an end yeah I think that's a positive enough note that's a good mental exercise for everyone I think is if you could fucking bring one piece of technology to another decade would it make the decade better or not I was just thinking about um, the Robert Green book where they're talking about how, I think it was, what war did we make a spectacle of? How we were trying to attack the, it was, a, it was like a South Asian co- country, and basically the guerrilla warfare made us look like idiots. That's probably Vietnam. Yeah, Vietnam. 
Hell, like, if we had the internet back then to find out sooner that we were doing what we were doing. Control the information. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh what's this, uh, the line from, from the movie Serenity? You can't stop the signal. Hmm. They're trying. They're in- trying. Information, a secret is information you don't have yet. Yeah. Adam Curry. Circa, like, 2000-something. Yeah. The thing about uh, the Judge Judy quote, I always like. I think it's Judge Judy quote. I'm not here for. I'm not here to play games. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. If you're telling the truth, you don't have to remember. Oh yeah. You lie. You gotta remember. Okay. All right. That that's it. We'll uh, we'll be back. Um, Hopefully in two weeks. Yeah, either two weeks or sooner. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So. Yeah. My uh, uh, one reason why we also were delayed is my my neighbor had his. Uh, his garage torn down, so and they're rebuilding it. So there's been a lot of machines going on. So we can't always record just because you guys don't want to hear all that noise. Unless you do, if you do, let us know. Yeah, if you do, we'll just replace the podcast. We'll, with a, we'll uh, do a construction podcast. A, a, a rock polisher. <laughs> no, no, we'll that. do a construction podcast. We'll do our own. We'll work on project while we do our own podcast. <laughs> That'll just be ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Goodbye, that's everybody. It. See ya. That wraps up another episode of The Mention the Machine. If you would like to contact or subscribe to the podcast, please visit thementionthemachine.com. If you would like to leave a voicemail, please call Okay. Let's see. Podcasts and shows. This is what, 38? I don't know, but we're going to find out in the, in the bonus clip. No, I'm looking now. Hold on. Okay. Roll. Horses. Oh, no, there's no horses. Clue. We're rolling. Oh, shit. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Something, something, rolling. Remember Chuck Wagon? Mm hmm. Remember, he used to run under the carpet. Yeah. And we're the, episode 38. And that dog would chase after that wagon all the time. Wait, we haven't recorded since July? Well, I thought we'd defer the beginning of August, maybe. Nah, July. July one was July. Oh, okay. There's our July episode. Ah, the end of July. Yeah. Because you're on vacation. Yeah, all right, so. This is 33 seconds of stuff. Mm. Enjoy. (laughs) Bonus. Bonus.